What's up, everyone? I'm Johnny. And I'm Elliot. And welcome to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the psychological impacts it can have on athletes in the community. And if you want to learn more about how to improve your mental understanding of sports, or you just wish to view more podcasts like this one, then go check out mind-designsports.org and get your head in the game. Welcome back to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the mental impacts it can have on athletes in the community. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing Le'Veon Bell's current situation. We're going to have an extensive playoff talk. We also have a new Ben's breakdown, and we have a different kind of draft coming from the boys today. So how are we doing? Good. You know, I guess we should address the elephant in the room first. Um, we recorded this episode last night, but we didn't hit record. So we did the whole we're coming episode. at you the next morning with some new information, new playoff breakdown, and a bunch of sad faces. So yeah, let's get into topic one, I guess. <laughs> so basically, topic one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, for those of you who haven't heard, he's currently the running back with the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's been publicly airing problems out with his coach, Andy Reid, on social media, and just saying that like he can't play for him, and he later took it back, saying that he wished he kept it off social media, but at the end of the day, you know, it's out there, everyone knows he's not happy, and this isn't a first-time occurrence, so like, there's a lot of history here, but I'm curious to see, like, what do you guys think about it? Well, here's the thing about Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell um, has had his moments, you know, and this is just putting the icing, like, icing on the cake. This guy from since 20, even his rookie year, remember when he got caught uh, smoking weed with LeGarrette Blount? Um, that also, that made him look like that got him a bad reputation. Um, and then, which wasn't a big deal, but um, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Yeah, no. So that's we're gonna end up like, like Le'Veon. Like Le'Veon, yeah. So, but 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 the point is, Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. He was one of the best backs in the league, and then he got he got he let it get to his head, like just like Antonio Brown, um, and now he, he held out, let James Conner take his spot practically that 2018 season. The Steelers are like, oh, we have running, we have a running back. We don't need you. Um, goes to the Jets, gets overpaid, goes to a team with no offensive line. Like every analyst was saying, I was saying, Jets suck. I mean, the Patriots play against them every year. Um, and it just – it never worked out. Um, he got – he wanted to trade, didn't get traded. He ended up getting caught by the Jets, uh, losing out a lot of money, went to the Chiefs. And, you know, I, I – you know, him talking crap about Andy Reid is just yeah. absurd because – I watched him play with the Chiefs. He lost a lot of his steps where he was on the Steelers. I mean, he did not. He didn't, even, he didn't and, even have a single snap in the uh, Super Bowl. Exactly, yeah. and the thing is, is with Andy Reid too. It's like he also like is one of the best coaches ever. I mean, he's. I, I told you, like I said, he's the second, in my opinion, the second best modern day coach behind Bill Belichick. He's got a cult following. Like just as much as Bill Belichick. Yeah, you can go into that. I mean, he's got a cult following. This guy, the guy is the 
like Belichick's the defensive genius of football. Andy Reid is the offensive genius of football. Look what he's done with all these, not even just the Chiefs, the Eagles back in the 2000s with Donovan McNabb. With mm-hmm. his talented Eagles offenses, he was able to put up points. Now with the Chiefs team that he built himself, Chiefs team was terrible before Andy Reid got there. That team was a 2-14 and 14 team every year with that before Andy Reid. Now Andy Reid has made this team into a worldwide like phenomenon because of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, look at it that way. So how are you talking crap about this guy? I mean, uh, if we just look at it as a whole, Le'Veon Bell is definitely uh, like a problem child for every team he's been on. You look at the Steelers, uh, this guy is just complaining about how much money he's not getting. Um, even though he's on a great team, Super Bowl contender, he's gone. He goes to the Jets. Jets have the worst offensive line in football. Uh, he gets his paycheck, but then doesn't perform like even a top 20 running back that season. No, or any time after he left the Steelers. So then he, <clears> he also decided to join the worst offensive line in the NFL with the Jets. So yeah, I, I, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> So then he complains <laughs> his way out of the New York Jets organization, goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl favorites, and doesn't play a snap in the Super Bowl, plays two total snaps in the playoffs, and is still out here airing stuff on social media. Like, dude, uh, you're clearly the problem here, right? There's a common denominator with all three of the teams you've been on, and it's you. Like, you are the problem. You need to figure it out yourself. Stay off social media. There's no need for you to be on social media posting bad things about your teammates, your coaches. It's just all a bit ridiculous that, like, this is something we see over and over again with Le'Veon Bell. We see with Antonio Brown. Like, the egos get so big to where they think they deserve all this money, when in reality, like, Bell wouldn't be anything without that Steelers offensive line. I mean, yeah, offensive line was a unit. You see what happens when he goes to a bad one, and irrelevant. He has literally the biggest ego out of any running back I've ever seen. It's crazy. Like, dude needs to learn his place in the sport. He needs to understand that he is no longer a feature back. He may be a tandem. He may be like a third down guy, but he is not the feature back for any organization anymore. Period. End of story. That's the way I see it. And also, uh, yeah. Le'Veon Bell is, like, he's someone who, who's, like, hasn't even been, like, a good, like, teammate. Like, and now him just, like, you would think he would try to, you know, humble it up a little bit. But, man, man, he just gets, it just keeps getting worse. And, like, this, when he, him saying about Andy Reid is, like, I get maybe back in 2015 when he was playing, like, at his full peak and prime. But he's, he's just 2021 and he's not, play, he's an old veteran now. He's washed up. And he's talking crap about I told you the second greatest modern day coach. Come on, like. Uh, I mean, when he first started uh, reaching some sort of a peak, he was in talks with being one of the best Steelers running backs of all time, with Jerome Bettis and Franco Harris. And I think that's when it started to go to his head. He was playing with Antonio Brown, who also had a little bit of like scuffles in his in his past. And um, I, I think once you once you start to realize that you could be one of the best, it can go two ways. It can go into, all right, well, let's see what happens. Or, well, I I guess I'm the best. And then you deserve it. 
I mean, you, you think you deserve everything. You think that you, you will continue to be the best and that everyone wants you. Uh, but sometimes people have different plans for their future. And that's what happened. The Steelers had a different plan uh, and it consisted of not Le'Veon Bell. And he went to the Jets. Jets had a plan, but it wasn't a good one. And uh, going, going through his career, he just missed his opportunity. And uh, it just resulted in bad karma and, and bad playoff uh, stints and bad, uh, and bad running. Yeah. So. Just don't let it go to your head. Yeah. You take anything out of this. You know, Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he just doesn't continue asking for money, even though he deserves it. I mean, and the thing is, is nearly the biggest contract in the NFL. He got, I mean, I mean, all you Tom Brady haters out there, and this is where a Patriot fan, Patriot fan, but guys, you ever hear Tom Brady ask for a lot of money his entire career? He took pay cuts for players to come in because he cared about winning. And that's, that's why people hate Tom Brady, but he's a winner. And you have to get over that. And that's the thing. Tom Brady, even in Tampa, look what he was able to do bringing all these guys. Like, and he didn't take, I mean, he, but New England, like he was underpaid New England all those years. And yeah. you heard him complain, you know? I, so. I don't like ever wishing anyone, you know, to lose. Uh, I hate that. I feel like everyone deserves a shot. And um, especially with someone who made it that far to be in the NFL, to be in talks, to be a really get, great running back. It really hurts me that he has to, it just has to happen to his career. But, you know, you, you can't let it go to your head. You got to no. prepare yourself for this when you go into the NFL that that people are going to be talking about you people are going to be putting your name out there and if you as soon as you let it go to you then it can be over in a minute yeah I'm just I'm honestly just getting tired of seeing the same stuff with Le'Veon Bell over and over the social media drama issues with coaches players like dude it like you're at the point in your career where you have to focus on yourself get yourself checked in right and then worry about the football career and worry about playing your role. You're not the guy anymore. You are the guy that's there to help support the team. You are not you doing Christian McCaffrey. Like, it's just you aren't that anymore. No. I hate saying it. You carried my fantasy team several times, but you're you're no longer the guy, and you need to understand that. That's Do you think this the end of his career? Um. Like I said earlier, I could see him doing a tandem. Uh, he could be a receiving back, but he'll never be that feature back for him again. No. I mean, I, I think he actually would work. And, I, like, not his attitude, but his – the way he plays in New England, you know, it's just a, like a check down back. Even in Tampa, Tom Brady could just check the ball down to him, but he's never going to be a number one back again. Like Johnny said, no, never. No. But – So – I actually just got a Waj Bomb live recording. I don't know if you guys just saw this, but what? Stan Van Gundy is out as the New Orleans Pelicans head coach. After one year. After huh? one year, wow. he's gone. So our first Waj Bomb yeah. live on air. Dude, there's been so much news today. So much news in the NBA. I mean, that's like a perfect segue to topic two, our our breakdown yeah. of the playoffs. So I guess, yeah, let's just get it right into it. So since we haven't uploaded in a little while, um, 
We still have to go over all the series that happen. So the first one, Jokic ejected in an elimination game. So yeah, who I wants mean, to start? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so first of all, um, we talked about, you know, just it's, I mean, I, I, I honestly love both teams because Nuggets and Suns are two newer teams, and I like that. Um, I love Jokic because Jokic is such a new player that we've never seen before. A center that can pass, score. He has everything. He's the point center of that team. Um, but, you know, it the, the Nuggets were just outmatched in that series. No Jamal Murray. The Suns are looking like, like you said, Johnny, the, maybe the Miami Heat of last year, just hot. Chris Paul yeah. has really changed that team. Um, but, man, Jokic being ejected in the game four, that's what we're really here to talk about. And I got to say, like, Come on, like how if you're if you're if you're Adam Silver, if you're an NBA ref, what what what's your goal there? Like, you know, Jokic is the heart, one of the heart and souls of the NBA now. Like, come on, like of that game too, elimination game, Nuggets season's on the line. Yeah, Nuggets probably aren't gonna win that game, maybe, but Jokic is the best player on the court, probably out of all of those people. Even again, no offense to even Chris Paul, Jokic is the best player. Yeah, I mean, he's the MVP. Him for what? Saying something to the refs? Come on. Yeah, it, like that is just a poor display of refing as an official, as the league as a whole. Uh, you have your NBA MVP, the best player in the league from this season, and you are going to just simply eject him from an elimination game in the playoffs. Makes no sense. Like, yeah, it probably was over anyway, but the fact that Jokic wasn't there till the last second, like that's just that shouldn't be something that happens. It's definitely because it, it wasn't worth an ejection in my eyes, maybe a T at most, but ejecting your MVP in an elimination game is not acceptable. What what's crazy FN, is you know? I was watching uh, the Nets game last night and Blake Griffin did the exact same motion. He came down hard. Uh, I can't remember who it was on and missed. It kind of clipped him. But not very, and he didn't spray, sprawl out or anything. Uh, but it was the same motion that Jokic did. Nothing happened. And I, I was shocked because you have this uh, where he barely hit him uh, in the face and he gets ejected in an elimination game against a team that deserves competition. Mm-hmm. I think that the refs are getting soft. I think that Jokic's brothers should have stepped on the court and started fighting them. Um, should not that. <laughs> they are terrifying. <laughs> they they are some beasts. But on that note, what about the recent news? And may the Suns' souls rest in peace because Chris Paul is out indefinitely. I mean- I mean, yeah. Why does Chris Paul always get the worst luck? You know, like this. This is ridiculous. I I, I feel bad for this man. Like he, he's one of the. Gr- I mean, I put him up there as one of the greatest point guards ever. He is so good. And I was just dude. Look at look what he's done with the Suns. Look what he's done with the the Suns were irrelevant. They weren't even a team. Yeah, that yeah but he's not the he's not the GM. Like he's not doing that. But, well, but if I'm him getting, are you kidding me? Like, did he didn't he get the COVID vaccine? Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, I don't understand this. You know, I don't have – I haven't worn a mask in forever. The masks yeah. kind of don't so, really exist he anymore. He's got the vaccines. He has a family. He pro- – like, this is, like, what? 
Let me hit you with some science. Um, the COVID vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. It just stops the symptoms from being bad. Yeah, but if everyone so you around still get COVID. Get COVID? <laughs> yeah, but why is he? But, but that's the thing. Even though it's like the flu, it's like you don't I guess you don't. I mean, I guess that's different. But like, can you not? Can you not like? Go out and have a live a life outside of basketball until the season's over. Is that still a rule in the NBA? No, yeah, this is I mean, this is this is them trying to balance the scales for ejecting Jokic. Uh, I don't think this is I don't think this is great because no, that series is over. The of the NBA is the base right now. That series was over though. Yeah, well, you know what? The rest of the series aren't, and that's when they're really going to need Chris Paul. And he's he's literally the face of their um, yeah. of players association, and mm-hmm. you're gonna eject him for this for something that was that he probably like went out to get some food or something. And if he was going clubbing or something, like, that's totally different. But I don't think he is because he has a like, wife. Uh, like what's his name last year, guys? Uh, what, what was and, his- and if that Lou happened, Will. then he probably would have gone dropped. Lou by Will going to Magic yeah, City. Listen, the wings were good. The wings were good there, so. I mean, I'm gonna go try them. It'll be a new wings, YouTube video. Well, the club is the wings good there? Is it true? Wings and women. Find I mean. out. So but yeah, on the flip side though, if I'm a Suns fan, I am sitting here praying that the Clip series goes seven games. Yep. That's what. That's all I'm hoping for at the moment. I'm not too worried yet, but if it doesn't go seven games, we we could be in trouble here. And I'm talking as a as a Suns bandwagon for the rest of the playoffs, because I I love this team. They're nasty. I really want to see them win it all. But like, also Johnny, I, 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 Mr. Islanders bandwagon, big big L last night. Hey, bro, Lightning, listen, Lightning overpowered them. My, my they're roommate's an Islanders fan, so I'm just an Islanders fan for this that. playoffs. The Bruins were injured, and Tuka Rask was hurt. The Islanders are a good team, but the Lightning are healthy. Unlike the Bruins and the Lightning are overpowered, so I, yeah, I just. Don't. But the Islanders have their number one new fan in Johnny Mondo, who's gonna yeah, well, light, the, light the torch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just saying the light. I watched about Lightning game and like I watched the, it was one one to the third and then or two one. Just the Lightning just took off. It, you know? Yeah, it was just a collapse at the end. But yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, anyway, it got, got a game in Tampa. I'll, I'll, you should be happy. Yeah. No, I'm like I'm not upset. Like I'm not a big hockey guy, but you know, I'm cheering for the Islanders this playoffs. So yeah. um yeah, so let's I guess move to the other I guess biggest series. Um Bucks Nets. Let's uh let's start by saying Kyrie is down with an injury. Harden is playing with an injury from what it looked like last night. And Kevin Durant is currently the best player on the planet. So, yeah, good luck, Giannis. Have fun out there, man. (laughs) I I don't know what to talk about. This Nets team is nasty. Uh, They have ballers even with all the injuries they have. The Bucs are keeping it close. I, I thought that they were locked in, but 
you know, this Nets team just looks unstoppable. They, they really do. Harden had the least amount of points out of almost any starter in on their team. He came in with five points, eight assists, and six rebounds. And he played two minutes less than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant shot 49 points, 10 rebound, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. Insane. A showcase. Shout out to Kevin Durant. Um, like, good job last night. That was really cool. I'm still not rooting for the Mets, uh, but <laughs> I think that was really cool. And Kevin Durant, um, I deserves a lot of praise because he is, he is one of the best basketball players we're seeing in this generation. And uh, Mondo, I mean, like last night, one of our friends brought up the fact that he could be the best uh, player in the world right now. And I had to think for a while. I was like, all right, so let me say who could who could beat him right now? Who could beat him? And it took me a while. I still think he might not be the best in the world, but he is up there in top three, if anything. And I, I think now that the Suns are, are don't have Chris Paul, it's going to be a whole different lineup to see if they'll if they can take it off. Yeah, you know, with Chris Paul being out, like we're gonna have to reevaluate this whole Western Conference and kind of see what these next series are gonna hold. Because also, you look at the the Clippers Jazz series, like. I mean, that's that's going to be tough to beat if you don't have CP3 in your roster, either one of those teams. Yeah. Well, they also don't have Kawhi anymore either. That's also very true. Yeah. Yeah, so Kawhi. Kawhi is now out, out, for those of you who don't know. Well, can I just say that? Can I just say, like, I mean, this is this, this NBA playoffs is, like, unique. I mean, this is the first time that we don't know who's going to win. You know, yeah. now with Brooklyn's kind of collapse, or not, I mean – with their, without having Kyrie's hurt or Harden's hurt, and you know, next you know, Durant's gonna get hurt. The thing is, is you know, who who knows who's winning this year? This is the first time I actually am like, oh my god, we actually don't know. Like, no offense to even you and my Celtics last year, the Lakers are gonna win last year. We knew the Lakers yeah, were gonna win. Blah, blah, 100%. LeBron, 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 blah 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 blah. Anthony, I mean, you have Anthony Davis and LeBron on the same team. I mean, I can't wait. The Lakers didn't win this year, but this year, guys. New it's all stage. New stars. Chris Paul. You got Chris Paul. Giannis is coming up. Um, like you said, like you know, like KD, like even K, like I'm saying, KD's kind of carrying the team on his shoulders, like he did in OKC. You have Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, even Joel Embiid. All these people are new to these later rounds. Are going like even like. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell has not been to the Western Conference Finals yet. Joel Embiid has not been to the Eastern Conference Finals yet. Giannis has not made the Finals yet. KD is never – I don't – again, I would, I would say this. KD's never won on his own. I mean, it looks like KD no. – like, I mean, this is a really big – this is a big – a good thing for the NBA, though. I like it. This is yeah. starting to make me think that something's going on in the back room. You know, all – you know how many stories came out today alone? Conspiracy theory, Elliot. Here we go. Let's let's crack the knuckles and get ready for this one. (laughs) What do we got today? (laughs) That it would it would make a lot of sense if you know it kind of slipped 
CP3 up so that he'd be out, so to make it a lot more enjoyable, because everyone was seeing that the, the Suns were going to make a hit and go in as Phoenix. Well, what, how many Phoenix Suns fans do you know? I know one, and I met him like a year ago. Yeah, and- we, we know the same one. Before the Suns were good, uh, what was he like? Did he say anything? Like, t- ever talk about the Suns, though? Did um, he ever actually- yeah, I mean, he talked he about Phoenix like, sports all the time. Let's like, go, Suns, but like, you're like, I mean, that's just kind of is, is, like is he like a Cardinals fan? Like, Coyotes, Diamondbacks? Yeah, he's okay. Arizona to like to the end. He's from Arizona. Damn, what what Arizona sports fans are actually like? Like, are they like. Passionate. They're very nice. Yeah. I mean, I no, I've, heard, I've just heard Cardinals fans are just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, they just kind of they just kind of lay down and just take it. You know. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. <laughs> like, is he? A, he must be a big Kyler Murray guy too. I love. Oh, Kyler. he's a huge Kyler Murray guy. My little brother's obsessed with him too. That's why I have to hear about how great Kyler Murray is. I, I like Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray is great. He is End good. No, that's 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 unique. I've never heard of like I've never really met an Arizona sports fan. No, seriously. And on the Kawhi injury, like, where does this come from? It's been, what, two days since they played? And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, my leg hurts. I mean, all the big players on each team are hurt. Like, it's not – like, everyone's down with something, right? The Sixers yeah. and Beads playing with a torn meniscus. Yeah, like, Arden and Kyrie have been down. Uh, Jamal Murray's been out. CP3's out. Kawhi's out. Like everyone's getting hurt. Um, you know, you could argue that it was due to the shortened off season or whatever, but you know, everyone's getting hurt in this playoffs, but you know, who's not my boy, Trey young, who continues to ball over and over and over. I love it. Are the Hawks suffering from a shoulder injury a little bit, but they're icing it throughout the game. True. That's my question. Can the can the Hawks beat the Sixers, guys? Especially that Embiid's not fully healthy. So the the way I look at this series is, yeah, Embiid's hurt. He's playing on a torn meniscus. If the 76ers roster plays to their potential while Embiid is hurt, Sixers are going to have no problem with the Hawks for the rest of the series. But if Embiid's still putting up all these star numbers somehow. But the roster's not helping, then Trey Young's gonna come in. He's gonna clean out these guys. That's yeah. what I see. It all revolves around how they play uh, around Embiid's injury. That's the key to this playoff series. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, I, I really think that I just think watching the like the other night, listen, I, I thought the Hawks had no chance against the Sixers, but I watched game one. The Hawks. Had that great game, a great opening game. They they look good. They and then now, game three, uh, game two, and game three, Sixers dominated. Like you said, the Sixers role players played well. Embiid played well. Game four, though, you saw a little hope in the Hawks. You know, and Trey Young, Trey Young making some flashy plays. I'm like, oh, I like like I'm cheering for the Hawks, man. I really hope. I hate Philadelphia too, but I hope this Hawks team can make a run. I mean, this is a uh, Trey Young is nasty. He's I, he's the next Steph Curry. I was saying this. I mean couple years the Haw- watch the hawks be the the team of the east you know uh, they're definitely going to be a contender within the next two to three years like they're they're nasty 
They just don't have that last piece yet. Once they get that last piece, it's going to send them into, you know, finals mode. I mean, but Bogdan, it's been awesome I mean, just watching Trey develop. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Bogdan's been awesome. Um, and so has – so it's like I, I really like their team. I like, I like John Collins. I mean, I think having not having Neil Hunter is a big deal for them because he's a really good defender for them. And losing him is a bet. But this Hawks team could go on a little win this series. I think they could. There's a chance. I think yeah. the Sixers are still favored. But the Hawks have a chance. I think it'll end up being Suns, Clips, and – I'm going to go Nets, Sixers. And I think it'll be a Nets, Suns finals with the Suns winning 4-1 in a gentleman's sweep. You heard it here first at 11.23 a.m., 6-16-21. That is my prediction. That wow. is what's going to happen. think the Jazz are going to make it in there? I think the Clippers are going to pull something out of nowhere. And they're going to pull off a crazy upset without Kawhi in the lineup. I think that's a bold statement. It's bold. That's a, it's a very bold prediction, but I, I'm a, I love the jazz too, but that's just, that's what I'm predicting to happen. So I guess that that should wrap up our, our playoff talk, unless you have anything else to add. No, no. All right, let's move into Ben's breakdown. Ben, what do you have today? Yeah, so guys, I mean, big, big deal. I mean, this going to soccer, got the Euros, been excited for you soccer fans, but a scare on Saturday. Um, Christian Eriksen, the Danish star soccer player who played for Tottenham, um, plays for Inter Milan now, um, collapsed on the field. Um, Huge deal. This was scary. I was watching the game on live TV in my living room. Uh, I couldn't believe it. You just no contact. You just see them just fall. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of points I want to make. I mean, he got he pretty much died on the field. Uh, luckily, yeah. they had a had a ventilator um, or a fibrillator, like by bad, on the field at that stadium. And my dad actually brought up a good point to me. He said the day later. There was this – I forget his name. I have to look him up. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I don't, Hank Gathers. If anyone knows who that is, older people, uh, old people from, like, the 80s and 90s, uh, he was a basketball star, a prospect. He went to USC, and then he went to Loyola Marymount. He was supposed to make the NBA. Uh, he died on the court uh, mid-game. But back in 1990, um, there was no fibrillator, on, like, on, on the court or in, in the arena or in stadiums. So if it happened to a player like, – him, if that happened to Christian Eriksen 30 years ago, Christian Eriksen would be dead. Yeah, and he's, uh, that's it's brutal, crazy man. that they, at least had, they had, like, the tools just to make him live. I mean, they revived him. Um, but, man, it just – I couldn't believe – I've never seen something like that before. He just – someone just literally collapsed. And yeah. that's really – it's more than a game after that. You, it's Well, it's, you got you to gotta, step away from the game. You got to look at, like, life. And just – that's the thing. Like, it – they're only like sports comes so like it's only so much. I mean then, and then when it, when it comes to someone's life, I mean it's ten times more important. And that also brings in how ESPN handled the ESPN because I was watching. I don't know how other network handled it around the world in Europe. I don't know, but what ESPN handled it, I think we had a lot of controversy because they were 
showing him like constantly like, the players you know formed a wall of Danish players but they were showing all the Danish guys too like their emotions I'm like God, let these poor guys just like just let it sink in they're, they're this this guy is pretty much dead in front of them the guy they played with a teammate probably a brother to them and he's just dead like on the field I mean yeah and then they showed his wife they showed his wife that's what you gotta cut away like I, I think they should have cut away went to the studio they ended up doing it, but they waited till he got lifted off the field. So, what do you guys think of that? How ESPN? Um, I'm disgusted by the broadcast. That is something that should never be shown on TV. You see a guy go down, yeah, whatever. You may show the replay once, but you can clearly see how serious that is by all the reactions. Cut away. Go to commercial. Don't come back until you know what's going on. And then you keep filming all this. You film the wall, all the hysteria that's happening. And then you broadcast the wife on TV. The wife who is having an absolute mental breakdown because she thinks her husband is dead. And you are sitting there just recording it. Oh, I'm raking all this fucking money up. So great. Like, no, cut away. No one wants to see it. It shouldn't ever be shown. It's yeah. it's embarrassing that that was just allowed to happen. Like, there needs to be repercussions for that. Thank God, you know, Christian Erickson, he's doing better. He put out a statement saying, basically, I'm doing as good as I can at the moment, but I, I'm doing an investigation if I'm any part of that broadcast because that's that's unacceptable. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it just yes. No, I I think ESPN wasn't even thinking of that then, but you got to look at it that way. It's just not a good look. Um, second topic though, moving into some more back into some American uh, baseball guys, pitchers. There's starting to become a controversy with pitchers. Um, this year has been a very pitching friendly league, and players like Garrett Cole have been accused of using this thing called spider tack. So what spider tack is, it's like this glue that holds brick, like rocks and bricks down. People, when they're building buildings or houses or any brick, brick walls or rock walls, they use it. So, and it's it, this is strong little glue here. Players are using it to grip the ball better so they can get more spin and velocity on the ball, which makes it harder for the batters to hit because it's changing directions more. So that being said, um, for example, someone, Josh Donaldson, called out Garrett Cole, uh, Garrett Cole, who's one of the most highest paid pitchers in the league plays for the New York Yankees, Cy Young candidate every year. This guy's unreal. He's a great pitcher. Um, but Josh Johnson called him out on that. And Garrett Cole kind of had some sketchy answer. Johnny as a Yankees fan. What, how are you feeling about even how Garrett Cole responded to this? And then like, he was like, I don't know. Like you have it's either yes or no, you know? And that brings said, like, what do you think of other pitchers? Do you think a lot of other, uh, other pitchers are using this uh, spider tech? Well, I, I'm not going to sit here and defend Garrett Cole's answer because that answer was pitiful. Yeah, but um, it's clear a lot of – like most, most pitchers in the MLB use some sort of substance. It's been clarified by every broadcast crew. Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But um, you see all these spin rates starting to fall, Garrett Cole – uh, Tyler Glass now, he, and you know, he got hurt, but 
His spin rate fell his last start. And it's clear every pitcher has been using something. But at the same time, Trevor Bauer just tweeted out a video last night. Just, you know, being the typical Trevor Bauer, you know, hey, MLB, I got a question. What substance do you think this is? And he holds up the ball and the ball is just hanging from his hand. So we're all sitting there. We're like, what is what is this dude talking about? Like, is like, is he just blatantly cheating, opening up to it? So we wait around and he goes, Oh yeah, by the way, it's uh it's sweat and rosin. Now, look, I I'm a big dude. I played baseball, I pitched, I had rosin. Not a single time in my life did rosin ever cause the ball to act like that in my hand. I'm just saying. So I, you know, I'm a little skeptical as a former pitcher that, you know, rosin's sticky enough to do that. But it's no surprise. We've seen the MLB in controversy since I've been alive. Like this isn't anything new. If anything, like I was telling you yesterday, it marks the change. It's a completely different era we're playing in now. You know, you glorify the home run ball if you're a hitter. Well, that leads to extra strikeouts each year as you focus more on hitting for power rather than average. So that combined with pitchers being able to locate using substances or not uh, having different balls, like it's all a correlation. It all adds up together to where pitchers are just, this is the pitcher era. Now we're back at it. Aside from the occasional home run ball, this is the time for pitchers to start dominating. That's why we've seen all these pitchers climb up. We've seen the giant contract offers. It's all because the game is changing the way it's being played. Yeah. But I, I don't support people using spider tack. Um, I support whatever rosin that Trevor Bauer claims to use. That seems like the way to the way to play the games these days. So, yeah, no, it was a good answer, and you know, it'll be like I just actually literally hit this on my TV right now. It says pitchers threatens MLB threatens pitchers to ten game bans, and that's another thing. I just saw that like literally on my TV right now. It's like on the it's like on news article. Um, 10 games for a pitcher is nothing. Okay. Yeah. Like what no, they're going to keep using it. If you do like, like as you're a, a starting pitcher. Yeah. You're, you're as a GM, if you're, start. yeah. If you one see start. your starter and your starter is an ACE absolute beast, right? You know, he uses substance. You don't care. All right. He gets a suspension. Well, let's push one of the starts back a little bit. Guess what? He only misses one game in total. So if I'm the MLB, I'm kind of looking at this suspension and instead of games, this needs to be starts. We can't, we can't have people just missing one start for blatantly cheating each time they pitch. Like, it's just, there's a lot of things that need to be fine tuned with uh, this new adjustment to the MLB. The punishment is definitely one of them. Yeah. What do you have to say about it, Elliot? <laughs> I know I kind of went off a little tangent there, but that was. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'd say I'd say until they find the proof and they find the, the jar of spider tack in the in the dugout, they can't really do anything. Uh, especially with with Trevor Bauer's um, sweat and rosin video, um, and he said he mixed sweat and rosin together. So I don't know if he just like 
took everyone's dirty towels and started like squeegeeing them out into like a big old bowl and mixing it up, placing it on his hands. Like maybe then that it'll work like that, but I don't see it happening just naturally. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, it's supposed to work like that, but it never did. And I don't know if we just had really cheap rosin, but like it never was that sticky. If anything, I was worse off when I used rosin. So, you know, I, I don't know how to feel about that video yet. But what else you got, Ben? Yeah, no, guys, I'm going into the spider tag. This goes into my beloved Red Sox. There's a study from like InsideHook.com that's saying how the Red Sox pitching staff has slowly gotten worse because in April they, I mean, it could have been because of the weather, but the Red Sox uh, pitching staff started off to a 17 and 10 start in April. Then their ERA was only 230, or their ERA was only their ERA was only I think let me see it was 359 in April. That was the batting average against us. Um, then you move it up to good old June. The the ERA is over five. It's almost at five. And their pitching staff is at 32 and 21 combined the last two months. So it is skeptical that even my red, it's, it's definitely, definitely something I'm like, even the Red Sox, like, oof. and this, this whole article is accusing the Red Sox of stealing, of cheating, which is just not true. But no, but like, you know, it's like, like this one guy's like Alex Cora and spider attack. Alex Cora is not cheating. Like Alex Cora is. I, I wouldn't say that, but you know, you guys aren't in the minority of cheaters anymore. Every MLB franchise cheats in some capacity. Well, I, just said, I, I, I said that so, to you before the show that every team cheats. You yeah. But that's what I, I'm saying. Like, Alex Cora, come on. Like Alex Cora is the reason why. Do we right. call it cheating or just maneuvering around the rules? That's right. <laughs> it is more maneuvering around the rules. It's not blatant like cheating, even though it is kind of cheating. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Baseball always comes out. There's always something with baseball and cheating. There's always something with baseball. Hey, I'm not cheating. I'm just maneuvering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's what you guys. There's a lot of spider attack stuff right now. I'm, that's something to keep uh, you baseball fans. Something to keep an eye on the next couple of weeks though, because it's gonna it's be a big story. With all the oh, hey, all 30 teams, all if you're a fan of any of the teams, every pitcher, watch out. They're purging them, man. They're going for the purge with these pitchers. They're they're coming for all of them. Red Sox, Yankees, Rockies, Dodgers. I don't care what who what team you like. The Brewers. Uh, no. Games. You get 10 games. You get 10 games. You get 10 games. You get yeah, 10. Like, you know what, guys? Okay. Worst, worst, <laughs> 10 games. They miss one start. Okay. Do it oh, again. That sucks. Yeah. Like, whatever. <laughs> All right, that wraps up Ben's breakdown. Thank you, Ben. Uh, now we move on to our new fantasy draft. So today's draft is a little different. It's not just a straight-up type thing. Instead, we are each drafting an NBA player from different eras. So it'll be so it'll go from first to last pick, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, thousands, and 2010s. Uh, the order is Ben, then Elliot, then myself. Since we didn't record yesterday, even though we recorded, uh, we're doing the draft in backwards order now because we need to change up something to have a reaction. So 
Let's re-race this. Let's erase this. I really hope I get my team again. Yeah, like I I don't know where we stand at the current moment, but uh yeah, it's six rounds. Um you can pick any position from that era. Uh the team's gonna get dookied on now because I'm in the middle. I just wish we'd recorded yesterday. I that's the that's the end of it right there. We went for all uh, the was... we went off on each other last yesterday. Oh yeah, we were, yeah, we were all it going, was heat like it was intense you yesterday. You two yeah. were getting heated, it was bad. Well, I oh we were talking about how team was better because my so, team was good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, this guy well, I mean, let's not say names. Let's just let's just go now because I don't want to ruin the. You gotta like just let's start fresh. Let's All right. Out. Um, first overall pick coming from the '60s. I'm taking Wilt Chamberlain. Dude's Why an absolute beast. Pick? Oh wait, no, I don't get first pick. Ben gets first pick. <laughs> Thank you for giving. I don't me take Wilt Chamberlain. No longer. I get Wilt the Still. That's my guy. Touch All right, him. Ben gets Wilt the Still. I no longer get Wilt the Still on the squad. All right, Elliot, you are up. Harry West will be my first pick. Hey, logo of the NBA. Okay, I'm going to take Oscar Robertson. Ooh. Yeah, switch it up. Oh, Billy. And then the first pick I take in the 70s, I'm going to take Kareem. <laughs> oh man. It's literally like Great. no one else that good. In the... All right, Elliot, you are on the, the clock. The 70s was the worst time for the NBA. It was just it was. two players, pretty much. <laughs> that was it. You literally ruined my pick of picking Jerry West because I figured that I'd get the same people. I mean, that's just not how it works, unfortunately. Uh, just to name, there's Dr. J you could take. Yeah. Uh, Elvin Hayes. He's pretty good. Wes, Wes Unseld, Bill Walton. Um, take the doctor, Julius Irving. Dr. J, welcome to the squad, Dr. J. And on my team, I'm going to take. You know, good old. Ooh, this is gonna be. This is, this is gonna be. All right, I gotta think about this one. I don't know. Um, I don't want to be too impulsive here. Don't want to draft too quick. Elvin Hayes. No, I'm gonna go, guys, with Bill Walton, prime Bill Walton on the on the, on the Blazers. Baller. Best center. What are Billy for Ben? Ben's taking Billy. <laughs> All right, Ben. Yeah, you no, got from no, the 80s. Well, for the 80s, I'm going Larry Bird. You know, you can't you can't tell me. Larry Bird's the best player from the 80s. I don't care if you say Magic Johnson. Larry Bird had Magic, – Magic Johnson had the better team. I don't want Magic Johnson, though. Why can't – you want to trade? You want to do a little trade? Why don't you just I, I find Larry someone Larry else? Larry Bird's the best player from the 80s. I want you, Larry Bird. I mean, what position are you looking for, Elliot? I don't, I don't want Magic Johnson, but I don't want Charles Barkley. <laughs> I mean, you can get Isaiah Thomas, Dominique Wilkins, Moses. Any Moncrief? I guess I'll just uh, take MJ. Magic Johnson. 
Okay. <laughs> that works. Um, so you got magic. I'm going to go ahead and take. Hmm. I don't like this team so far, man. Who do I want to take? I think Ben's going to win it. My team's not as good. I, I, I mean, I have Larry Bird at least, but. Yeah, we did we did cake yesterday. Like yesterday it was like wow. Your team was literally like an all-star. There, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> hey Johnny, you're gonna get the nineties. I know who exactly you're gonna take, so lucky you. Am who do I take? Who you have you got- No, don't say anything, Ben. Don't say to- anything. Do not sway his opinion. Let him go whatever's going on in here. <laughs> There's not much going on in there, actually. Exactly. <laughs> so it might um, work out to I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the bad boy. I'm gonna take it Isaiah Thomas. What are we in? We are in the 80s. Well, now, wait. Now it's the 90s, right? Yeah. Hmm. If only there was a good player from the 90s, I like. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Jordan. Welcome to the squad. <laughs> God damn it. Tough one. Uh all right, Elliot, you are up. I'm doing research. Come on, you got you don't know from the nineties, Gary Payton, Scotty Pippen. I'll even give you Yeah, I know who, but I don't know if I want Hakeem, uh Dennis Rodman or Scotty Pippen. So I'm doing research. I mean that's a that should be a no brainer. What do you mean? I already have like I don't really. There's need... one that's the clear cut best out of all of those. I don't know if I really need Scottie Pippen. I am yeah. not talking about Scottie Is Pippen. You're talking about Hakeem. Yes. Better than all, yeah. Better than every player you listed by a long shot. His overall average points were only like 21 points a game, but his field goal percentage was 51%. I'm going to keep all the way. Well, thank God. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried you'd let me down. And then for me, guys, I mean, this is where it's a little harder because it's more open field now. Ah, I don't know. Scotty Pippen. Char- I'm going to go with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's Barkley, a good one. 93 with the Suns. I mean, Charles Barkley's a pretty – like you got to have your bad boy on the squad. We got IT. You got Charles. Elliot's got, I don't know, Jerry West. <laughs> my, my team are a bunch of good boys. Uh, <laughs> you give me zero points, but like 20 rebounds. <laughs> yep. All right, you're up for the thousands. Well, at least I get – you said I got the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. So yes, see you, baby. Mm. I already have Hakeem. Do I need Shaq? What about KG? I could go with KG. You could go KG. KG would be a good one. Like, I, got I don't know, but I still would love to have Shaq, and I could have put, like, Hakeem. Yeah, but KG, that Celtics, like – Timberwolves KG though, like I'm saying he's. So I mean, good. yeah, Timberwolves one was even better, but gotta go with the roots, man. Let's see his stats. I don't know his like overall stats. 
if they're good enough for my team, then we'll go with it. I'm kind of like really bad. Bro, this man does nothing. He did average 10 rebounds throughout his career. No, I gotta go Shaq. All right. Isn't good enough for me. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to look straight into my eyes. I will be taking, with my next two picks, the two best ever at their positions. The first would be a power forward by the name of Tim Duncan. I don't know if you've heard of him. The next one, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He doesn't really get much attention. Um LeBron James. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Tim Duncan, LeBron James, welcome to the squad. Uh, right, yeah, nice. this this draft was kind of nuts. Yeah. This was a lot different than, my, than yesterday's draft. No, no, I mean, I got LeBron and, and MJ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm bad. I'm a little upset we didn't hit the record button. That's uh, That's a tough one. <laughs> now, yeah, bird got well. Yeah, yesterday I saw the squad. Now, yesterday I took Steph Curry as my first pick because I wanted him to lead the point, and I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. But now that I have MJ, I guess I gotta go KD. God damn it! <laughs> Tough look for Team Ben, bro. Team Ben's oh, toast. Okay, well, <laughs> I need my point guard, and I'm taking Steph Curry. So whatever. All right. Perry is part of Team Ben. So everyone read out your starting five. And then if you're listening, just vote in the comments section who you think had the best squad. Uh, Team Mondo's starting five is Oscar Robertson, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Tim Duncan, and Kareem with IT off the bench. Okay, then mine, guys. I've got Will at center. Um, I got Charles Broccoli at the four, Larry Bird at the three, a small forward, Kobe Bryant at the shooting guard position, and Steph Curry at the one, and then Bill Walton off the bench. Bill Walton, actually, fun fact, Bill Walton won six man of the year with the Celtics. So Bill Walton's a perfect guy off the bench. A perfect role I don't know how I want to do this. I kind of like my team. I kind of like my team. I don't know how I want to lay this out. I want KD at the at shooting guard position. What? No. Should I put Julius Irving there? Julius Irving's a small. I'd rather have Julius Irving at the shooting guard, but he's a small forward. Yeah, but I guess I could, I could put Julius on the bench, and or Hakeem on the bench. Julius, oh, if I were you, I would start Shaq at center, Hakeem at the yeah. four. You put. Yeah, King. I was gonna put Hakeem at the four. I could put Jerry West at the two, and then uh, Magic at, at one. three, and MJ at the one, and then have. Dr. J coming off my bench. That would work. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. That, 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 I mean, that's the draft. Like, I don't know. If you guys really want to see how these teams plan, pan out, try going to black court or blacktop. Uh, at, uh, on yeah. yeah, if this YouTube vid gets 10 likes, we will film a series playing with these teams. We will do it. We will do a round robin tournament for the winner. Yes. Yes, I will say Charles Broccoli is on 2K. Like he's not on 2K. 
Yeah, we'll make work. we'll make a character if we have to. Well, right. just just you have six players. You can just sub it. Put your sub in. Yeah, I'll, I'll just put yeah. Yeah. So if this gets ten likes, then we will definitely be running a two K tournament and recording it and posting it on YouTube. So. Fun. With that being said, thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, leave feedback in the comments. Um, we will see you next week. So, yeah, anything else, boys? No, all set. Make all sure right. to watch the playoffs. Um, subscribe, comment, like. Uh, don't forget. And let us know who you think are going to win the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Peace. See ya.